Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. (laughs) I'm alive! He's a freaking madman! Look at him going to town! Dennis, welcome in the Raw Knuckles podcast. Awesome uh, to have you once again, pal. Uh, hope you had a good holiday. Um, uh, as Knuckles struggles here in Hawaii, you know it's so hot. Yeah, Dennis, struggle but- is real. <laughs> I, as I, it rains I, like it's like it's Vancouver in Los Angeles. It's raining I've never day. never been away in the winter time, right? Because the radio show, I always had right, to go right, in the sure. summer. Right. Mm-hmm. So to be here in the middle of the winter, leaving the snow and coming mm-hmm. here, that was awesome. So uh, a smart, smart man. Uh, yeah, uh, it's <laughs> awesome to be here. But anyway, uh, following the hockey and following the Habs. Listen, God, and we talked about the schedule earlier in the year going mm-hmm. through uh, the holidays. There, just a horrendous road schedule. It's such a bad mm-hmm. time to be on the road for the Habs. They always do it. And they always just get slim. They lose seven in a row. They end up winning their last yeah. one at home, which is awesome. This month coming up is really good for them. But that, man, that that last road trip, they, they got to fix something there. All right, let me give you the numbers. Four, four, seven, nine, six, four, four. They've given up 38 goals in the last seven games. That's Crazy. almost five and a half goals a game. You're going to lose seven in a row, although they didn't win the last game. You're going to yeah. lose. It's as simple as that. There's there's not enough def- there's not enough uh, proven defensive talent on this team, and there's probably less attention to detail. You know, you're not doing the little things. It's not just a our players aren't good enough. It's the little things. It's the taking of the check. It's blocking of the shot. It's not committing to going up the ice when it's a 50-50 puck battle by your teammate. And I saw it here in Los Angeles in the first 20 games. They played horrific defense. Do you know what they? T- and I'm not comparing the Habs to the Kings at this point. The Kings are certainly in race for the Pacific, but even a team with more talent like LA, if they don't pay attention to details, you're going to have the puck in your net unless you have out of this world goaltending. And for all the stuff that Phoenix Copley's done in LA, his numbers aren't great, Nuck. So it's it's a collective failure when the defense is that bad. It's a collective failure, and we've talked about it before. Yeah, there's a lot of youngsters. There's a lot of inexperience in that blue line. But you have to tighten up your game. You have to be committed to playing defense and, and the penalty kill as well and how you sell the penalty kill. I talked to Rob Blake about it here in Los Angeles last on Saturday. Take less penalties. It's like it's no. hard to kill penalties in this league. It's just too many good players. So the defense has to turn around. But you saw the relief on Marty St. Louis' face when they won that game against St. Louis. Um, he was really relieved because it, it wasn't a good stretch. But I'll compliment the Habs fans for one thing. I think they've been more patient than I expected because I expected to be kind of like this. Like near the bottom of the league, not good defensively. They don't really put a lot of shots on that, even though they have skilled players. So I applaud the Hatchers for having more patience and understanding where this team really is right now with respect to their development. Well, you know, I had them in the bottom third of the league, and here they are, mm-hmm. the bottom third. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to think now, oh, maybe Connor Bedard, maybe. But, God, I, I don't see them being uh, as bad as the Blackhawks. I mean, I don't think they'll ever catch yeah. the Blackhawks as far as bad this season. But, listen, you know, looking 
looking at, um, you know, the early going in this season and when Monty St. Louis came in here and, you know, the early part of the season, they looked really good. They looked like an exciting yeah. thing to watch. We talked about it. They were. And, and they were. now it's, it, we're starting to settle into what an NHL season is all about. One thing uh, they've always struggled with since he's gotten here is the defensive part of the game. He was trying to bring some offense here to this team. And you can, again, you got some guys that can play that style and produce and others that if they play that style of game, they're going to get burnt and the puck's going to end up in that. I think that's part of the problem. I would like to see them collectively as a group mm-hmm. play a system, a more defensive-minded system now just to to be able to stay in the game and win, though, maybe yeah. win some games and feed off those turnovers, clog that neutral zone up. I, I know – I listen, I know a lot of people, oh, the trap, the trap. That'd yeah, be yeah. a perfect thing for this team. I'm telling you right now. What do you think? Well, look, I, I, th- I think the difference is, is that they're playing to score goals. They're not playing to win. It's two different types of games. They have to start playing to win. And it means at some point there are more 3-2 games that you're going to be playing. That You have to shut down teams defensively. Like it's fun to score. Like it doesn't take that much work. It takes more work to block a shot, to take a hit on the board, to take a big hit, uh, to get the puck to your teammate, to clear the zone. It's, it, it's the details of the game that have to improve. That's what you find. Not because there's a lot of parity in this league, and we talk about parity all the time, and there is talent on this team. It's, it's the overall commitment to playing the right way defensively, not blowing the zone when you think it's a 50-50 puck and the opposition gets it and it's a two-on-one the other way. I think it's the details of their game that really need to improve, and they improve on that in the second half. Then you won't see a situation where they're giving almost you know, five-and-a-half goals a game. All right. Um, what what does this management team do? Can use Jeff Gordon. Uh, they look at this. You know, look, they got some players here that probably won't be a lot of trade talk with Monahan, Anderson, Edmonton, mm-hmm. um, and then you have some dead weight. Yeah. On the salary cap here, looking at Yoel Armia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Drew in. I know he's unrestricted next year. He's done after the season. Mm-hmm. But but what can they do with guys like that uh, at this point? Are they able to package them with someone else and move them out of here? No, because, I, boy, I just don't see. Yeah. It, I, I mean, Drew in doesn't have a goal this season. He got eight, eight yep. assists, and, oh, okay, they moved him at center. They've had him at wing. He just it seems like he's so uninterested. It's time for him to move on. It's not going to happen here. And the expectations were set really high when he came here for Zorgachev, and that was a bad trade for the team. Uh, the guys that you mentioned, Nux, that's not going to solve the problem in Montreal. It's not. The return that you're going to get conditional picks, lower round picks, a B or C level prospect, that's what you're going to get for a team that thinks maybe Joel Armin might help them on the fourth line. Maybe he does. Maybe in Colorado he's a nice fit. Not on this team, not with this team. You mentioned Ju- uh, Juliana. We talked about him as well. Monaghan could stay, could go. Even if they decide to move on from these players, um, set the expectations that next season, whatever you get for these guys is not going to help. It might help in the, in the next trade where you're packaging some more assets, but but the return for these players is not going to be enough to say, okay, this is going to turn a team from a, a bottom third team to a middle of the pack team. It's going to make a better defensive team. It's the trades, it's the signings in the offseason, Nux, that uh, – 
uh, uh, by uh, Gordon and Hughes that are going to make this team better. So I, I would not see, okay, hey, there was this great trade and we got back two prospects. Unless they, unless they do some great scouting and they find these two prospects that nobody's heard about um, that, that helps this team next season, I don't see the trade deadline even if they make the moves. Because first of all, not, there has to be interest in those players. And maybe there is from these guys, but it's not going it, to – it's not trading for Nas Kadri <laughs> like, yeah, like Colorado yeah. did. Like those guys are not going to get it. It's not going to get home. What it's going to do is it's going to create roster space for the next generation of Habs, right? Because these guys just, they just for one reason or another haven't produced. Monahan's been better, but you mentioned Armia and Joanne. Those are two forward roster spots that will be up for grabs in the uh, in, in next uh, preseason and, and beyond. I, uh, injuries and, and Galley's out and the way he's played the game over the years. This is finally catching up to yeah. him. He's out again. Yeah. Matheson, man, they go out and get this guy had he, he had injuries when he was in Pittsburgh, and just it seemed like one after yeah. another. Here he is, only ten games this season. I don't know what's going on there, but but Gallagher, no movement clause in his contract, no trade clause. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. they got him till twenty six, twenty seven. What? Listen, I don't. I would love to see this guy stay here to the end of his career. Yeah. All that, but what, what can you do with a guy like this at this point? You can't it'd be tough to move, no? Nothing. You can't do anything because first of all, he has to agree to move. Yeah, and right. so that means you're not going to trade him to Arizona or I don't know Chicago. Chicago might be a great place to play. He might want to play there, uh, yeah. but this is a guy's a heart and soul guy who grew up here. So why would he want to move? That's why you put them in there. And maybe they got a deal on his – they got a, a better rate on his deal because they put in a no-movement clause because he wanted yeah. to be here. He believed in the yeah. franchise. That's a conversation you have to have with Brendan Gallagher because he, right now it's trade value. Again, who wants to trade for a player with that term, with that price, who's being who's injured a lot? No one. Yeah. It's a, you're stuck with him. You just hope at some point – and some of the injuries are bad luck. I don't think there's anything structurally. It's like he's a smaller guy who plays with his heart and soul. That's a guy you want on the team. I think you're going yeah. to have to accept and swallow the fact that he's not a tip, top six guy anymore. If he if he comes back and he's healthy, he's a middle six guy. Yeah. But if he's a guy in the room who's going to help you win, I really do believe in that player. It's just his effectiveness, his price tag isn't going to match his productivity unless he can go through an entire season nuts, totally healthy, like um, like a Jeff Skinner who finally yeah. got healthy. Um, it's playing with a better team now, but with, with Gallagher, he's another, they're stuck with that contract. Like this guy, I'm not saying he's not movable because I never want to say never. But if you're a contending team, would you like him on your team? Yeah. If he plays 30 games, you don't want that because then you have to go get another player to replace that player. It's a tough situation because I like the player a lot. I think he'd be part of a winning uh, you know, scheme here in Montreal another time around. But it's just not happening for him right now. But, again, he's a level – when you have a bad team, Nux, all your assets are depressed. It's like the stock market. Like when the stock market goes down, all the prices go low, and you're going to be selling low on all these guys, even if there's a market. And for Brendan Gallagher, because of his injuries, if he was healthy, you'd want him on a team. If he was healthy and you didn't want him and thought he wasn't part of the future, a team would be interested. But at this point, given all the injuries, he's just stuck in place in Montreal right now. No, I called in this situation. Allen Hurt, day-to-day. Um, you got Primo come up with multiple, but moving forward mm-hmm. li- and listen, these guys, these goaltenders are good for now. I'm not sure about yep. Primo in the future. Uh, what's going to happen mm-hmm. with him? Do they look, uh, in this draft? Cause there's a couple good goalies, right? Habral and Branyson, right? Uh, mm-hmm. two guys that are really high, 
uh, in the draft here. One, they're looking at maybe going in the first round, uh, Rabal, Michael Rabal. Yeah. Um, do you think the Habs make a play on a goalie come draft time? Mm, in the first round, that's uh, how, many, how many often? Not in the first round. Not in the first round. No, not well, in the first round. I, I but. think what you see, yeah. I think what you see, Nux, is a situation where you didn't need depth because of Carey Price. So you never really drafted to it, never used assets for it. And then Carey wound up, you know, not playing anymore. And now you have the situation where there was really no pipeline except for Primo, and maybe he's the guy. But should they take a flyer on a mid-level pick, a mid-level round pick on a goaltender? Of course they should, from a depth situation. Not to, if you find the next Carey Price, you don't have to worry about goalies for the next seven years. That's great. That's not the case anymore, Nux. It really isn't. You know, I mean, look at Linus Olmark. He was in Buffalo. And now he's 21-1-1. Like, you don't know. You need to you, – you I would go get the graph capital. But there is a carousel every offseason. That's a good news for goaltending. Better news than, yeah. than the other parts of their game is that, look, Darcy Kemper won a cup. And he was let go. And he has, I think, five shutouts in Washington. So there'll be opportunity in the offseason to pick up a goaltender through trade or even more through free agencies. A lot of it's, – it's a really unique time for goaltenders. Because there's so much ebb and flow. Like Connor Hellbuck last season was bad. He wasn't good. Yeah. Now, bounce they might back. win the division because of him in Winnipeg. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of bounce back. There's reclamation. Like, what happens with Mackenzie Blackwood? Do they move on from him in New Jersey? Maybe that's an option. So there will be options in the goaltending market for the Habs. You see it over and over again. The guys bounce back. They hook on with different teams. And it, it, it works. But Nux... If they're going to play like defense in front of that goaltender or any goaltender like they have been playing him, it doesn't matter. You can get to Starkin. Right. If you're going to give yeah. up that many ch- chances and shots, it's it, it, even that guy wouldn't be able to stop him. So it, it's a collective thing. But, yes, they should spend some draft capital on a goaltender. They should play in the market for a goaltender because they do need organizational depth. Even Caden Primo is eventually the guy in Montreal in the net. All right, Dennis, bounce around the league quick here. The Eastern Conference in the sure. Met, Carolina at top, Jersey still uh, pushing it. Uh, but w- what do you think in that division? Eastern, Metropolitan. Uh, I still like Carolina. And that was a big win for the Devils in, against the Rangers Huge. on Saturday. Down 3-1 in third, rally, winning overtime, Dem- Devin, uh, Damon Severson. This, this race, I think there'll be a little distance because I still like Carolina, even though they've lost a couple of games that they really pounded on. Columbus, they pounded on Nashville. They put, what, 66 shots on Soros, and they couldn't win the game. Still like them, but this is going to be a competitive division, Nuts. Here's the issue yeah. with, the, with the Metro. There's six good teams. Yeah. Three make the three get the seed, the automatic qualifiers, and two make the wild card. One really good team, and right now it looks like Pittsburgh, because of their injuries, they miss Jari. Um, maybe they're on the outside looking in. So it's going to be – I still like Carolina in the Metro – but one really good team, and the way Washington's playing, and now they get Backstrom and Wilson back, they're going yeah. to be in the mix. There's going to be a lot the of caps, really good teams. It's going to be really the interesting. The Caps are there, the ca- right? They, they climbed out the of that mess they were in. Yeah. Ovi, Ovi, Ovi carried them. They were coached very well by Lavi. So it's going to be the most interesting division a question because even though I like the, the Hurricanes, you could have two or three teams in the race going down the stretch and even into the last couple of weeks of the season. All right, the Atlantic, Boston up top, Toronto. No, no. Listen, Boston, you know, we talked about earlier. They're going to be able to keep up that pace. It's unbelievable what they're doing. It's like guaranteed win every Nuts, night almost. Yeah. No? Nuts, they, I think at game 40, they haven't lost back to back games this season. That's Crazy. incredible. 
They're on yeah. pace for 136 points. If they play 500 of hockey, they'll be a 112-point team and probably win the, the president's trophy. I saw them against uh, the Kings last week. They're fast. They're smart. They don't beat themselves. Uh, when they need a goal, they get it. They're getting great goaltending. Um, this is a team that's well-coached, that doesn't beat themselves, doesn't take a, a ton of penalties, and when they do, they kill them. It's been an incredible ride. I, I don't know where it ends, to be honest with you. It should have ended by now, Nucks. They shouldn't yeah. be this good through 40 <laughs> games. But uh, unless they get a rash of injuries or something like that, and remember, they started out with Mar- they started without Marshawn, they started without yeah. McAvoy. It's been great. My concern about this team, Nucks, is can Krejci and Bergeron at 36 and 37 years old stay healthy down the stretch? That's the key. Yeah. So if Monty, if I get this big lead going to the last 20 games, I'm 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 really really watching these guys, Tom on ice. I don't want them to get hurt for the postseason. Yeah, get them healthy for the playoffs. They're looking good though, boy. Uh, how about the Central? Uh, Dallas. Winnipeg up top, uh, Mini, uh, still in the hunt, Colorado, hurt. But uh, what do you think there? Well, Colorado's got to start winning games. I know, look, they have a ton of guys out. I get it. Yeah. I understand it. I, 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 that's the reason they're not in first place. But at some point, you've got to start winning games. And they had a nice win against Edmonton um, over the weekend to come back down, to what, 2 nothing, rather for two goals in the third. But they're playing a little over 500 hockey. The team I'm worried about in the Central is St. Louis. They're so streaky. They're five, three, and two, and even Nashville. Nashville woke up, won three straight. Now they're in the conversation. This is a, a con- this is the division they'll be up for grabs. I do like Dallas. They have a lot of scoring talent. They're getting good enough defense. Uh, but this is another division, Nux. That you could have three teams in the race in the last week. You could have Dallas. You could have Winnipeg. I think Colorado bounces back again. There's not going to be much to separate these teams in the in the central. I think it's the most balanced division at the top right now other than the metro all right now the pacific vegas up top la right nipping at their heels listen mm-hmm. in seattle 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 i thought they might crash a little bit but are you surprised by the kings though being where they're at at this point um they're about the same pace as they were last year so i'm not that surprised it's just a very different team again they don't their goal differentials minus four last year was plus three but they're a much more offensively gifted team. And it's a but if you watch the watch what LA's done over the last three games, they played Dallas, Boston, and Vegas, right? All first place teams. Uh, they beat Dallas. They were in it against Boston 2 2 in the third, couldn't find a way to win. And then they beat Vegas in their best performance all season. And I know Vegas is still shorthanded, no Shea Theodore, but they went into Vegas and won 5 1 and played a complete 60 minutes. Phoenix Copley's still making saves there. I, I'm. I'm not surprised because I believe in this coach. I believe in this coach. There is a lot of talent on this team, and Kevin Fiala makes his team a different team. Again, this is a race they could do. But Seattle's the the wild card nuts because they, they had a situation there. They lost a couple at home. Then they wound up beating, um, I think, Edmonton at home. Then they started this big road trip, and they went into Toronto and won, and they went into Ottawa and scored eight goals. Yeah. They look like a playoff team. Montreal. This. Right? Yeah, they went into Montreal. So, like – Calgary and Edmonton, Vancouver's not going to make it because you watched them play defense last night. They gave up some goals. Calgary and Edmonton better watch their butts. Seattle yeah. could knock one of those two teams out of the playoffs. And Imagine. Edmonton's got a big game here in Los Angeles tonight against the Kings. I think the Kings are for real. They play good on the road. They're getting better at home. And I think if they're better defensively, and I think that the message that Todd has been sending the team over the last 20 games has finally sunk in because you watched the last three games. They're not giving up a lot. It's a lot more structure to their game. And if they can do that, um, they can even defend, they can even contend for the division title because Vegas 
I think Vegas is going to be bang, banged up all season. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah. But good, yep. good on them. Good on them. They're, they're putting the points sure. up. Good stuff. Hey, Dennis, thanks, buddy. Thanks for taking the time once again, and we'll talk again next week, bud. Always great being on Raw Knuckles with Knucks. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. All right, Dennis.